Hi, I'm Don Mackey, and welcome to the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. This show is focused on providing strategies to empower community success and vitality. Each episode will feature interviews with cutting-edge rural development thought leaders and community practitioners, remarkable entrepreneurs from business, government, and nonprofits, and by sharing the learnings of E2 entrepreneurial ecosystems. Connect with me, learn more about E2, and subscribe to this show at energizingentrepreneurs.org. Welcome to this episode of Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. This is Don Mackey with E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems, and I will be your host for today's podcast. I'd like to introduce Tina and Jessica with Rural Rise. Hey, guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about Rural Rise. You've also got a summit coming up here in September that we're going to premiere. And as your website indicates, this is Rural Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Builders and a network of those. And so we'll we'll jump right in. So if you're ready to go, let's get to our first question and let's have a bit of conversation, guys. Absolutely. Let's get started. All right. So one of the first things we like to do is have our guests just share a little bit about your journey and how you got into entrepreneurship work. And so if we can start with you, Tina, would you share a little bit about how you got to be with Rural Rise and this work in rural entrepreneurship? Sure, absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having us here today. Thank you for allowing us to speak about Rural Rise. And thank you, Dawn, for all the amazing work you've been doing in entrepreneurship in rural America for all these many years. A huge fan. So thank you for for doing all that you do. Oh, you're too kind, but thanks. (laughs) I'm Tina Metzer. I am co-founder of Rural Rise. And as you may hear from my accent, I am from rural Appalachia. And I have a story that's very familiar to many people in rural communities. And the fact that after our graduation, I moved to a metropolitan area and I lived there for many, many years working in human resources, which is my degree and great field, but not really my passion. So eventually, like many people, I moved back home and that home to me is in West Virginia. And I was lucky enough that when I moved home, I started my own business. It was an online bookstore, an actual in-person bookstore as well. And I During that time, I met Joe Capp, who's also co-founder of Rural Rise. He had retired very early and was working in entrepreneurship with a small community college in West Virginia with Dr. Chuck Terrell. So we started working with entrepreneurs, also with Main Street communities. We moved that up into kind of like a region-wide initiative, building communities of practices. And this could be a whole other podcast, as you know, in rural communities. We are truly stronger together, and we were working on some initiatives around farmers and growers working together, and that went from our region up to statewide, up to bringing in youth entrepreneurs, bringing in agriculture and technology. Also worked a lot in the creative economy, which we hear a lot about right now with the outdoor rec and how important and essential that is for a lot of rural communities. So that's kind of how we got started. You know, my passion is entrepreneurship. It is helping rural America. You know, there are so many amazing things happening, but there are some challenges as well. So how can we address all of those? And the other passion I have is environmental. So I love anything. If I can combine those two, I'm in heaven. So that's just a little bit about how I got to be where I am with Rural Rise. Jessica? 
Yeah, no, it's like Tina said, it is really funny here that repeated thread through so many of our stories. I'm a freelance writer and a content marketing strategist. I grew up in rural Appalachia as well. I was born and raised in Highland County, Virginia. I left and went to college. I traveled the world. I, you know, moved all over the U.S. and moved back to my hometown after 20 years of roaming around. And I know Tina and I are actually really close, not that far away distance-wise. This place has always felt like roots. You know, no matter where I was in the world, it always, like, this was always the one place that I knew I could come back to. And I have, as you know, doing the marketing work that I do, I've worked with a whole bunch of startups and, you know, innovation initiatives and places in Portland, Oregon, where I was in, you know, in Virginia, all over. And rural was always sort of the missing piece. And so it's been really neat to get involved with Rural Rise and be able to put all of that together. And, you know, it all, it seemed like the threads finally all came, came together in rural for me. Neat. And thanks for sharing. I think this is important. We all have kind of a development journey that gets us to this, and it's helpful for folks to kind of understand that road or roads we've taken to get to where we're at. Jessica, maybe you can begin with sharing a little bit about what you do with Rural Rise, and then Tina will give you a chance to share your role. What are your responsibilities as a team member with Rural Rise, Jessica? Yeah, so I run the Rural Rise blog and help out actually with a bunch of different things as far as marketing goes and social media, event planning, really basically whatever Tina needs help with, I am here to help out with. Great. Tina, what's your multiple jobs within Rural Rise? Sure. Well, and Jessica's being very modest. We actually <laughs> met Jessica which, at which Rural Rise Summit? How many years ago? The first one, Canaan. First one. So once we find someone, we don't kind of let you go. Like, oh, yeah, what, can you help do this? Can you help do that? And so Jessica's been on this journey with us since the very beginning. So I am co-founder of Rural Rise and I kind of give you a step backward, let's talk about you know how we came into being, how Rural Rise started. Again, Joe Cap is also co-founder. Nathan Oley, who at that time was with Rural Communities Assistance Partnership, RCAP, he's with now with IEDC. We were the kind of the core members that started Rural Rise. However, there were amazing partners that started as well. Network Kansas was on board from the very beginning. Appalachian Regional Commission, ARP, and of course, the Kaufman Foundation, who has been a firm supporter with us from the very beginning and has been able to sponsor some of our summits as well. So how do we come together? How do, how do we start? It was like we were all kind of sitting around. We were having different meetings about different things. And we we're like, you know what? There are some amazing things happening in rural America. There are national groups that are doing excellent work. But, you know, people are struggling in rural communities. Like, how can we get those messages out? Like, what can we do to assist that? And that's basically how Rural Rise was born. It's like, okay, how can we amplify this message? How can we get this out to other communities? Because I may be sitting in a small town in West Virginia, but in Emporia, Kansas, this great program is happening right now. I'm struggling. I don't know where to begin. I don't have much funding. I don't have the capacity to do a lot of research. But there's one thing about many rural communities and most rural organizations is we'd like to share and we want people to succeed. And so working together, 
I can take so many pieces of different programs. I'm like, wow, you know what? I didn't think about doing that, but that will work. And you can also say, if they came across a challenge, you're like, well, I'm going to hit that same exact challenge. So I'm going to take this path to avoid that. They've already a couple steps ahead of me. So that was really kind of sharing these stories. Like, how can we amplify the great message of people that are already doing this work on the ground, you know, region-wide, nationwide, whatever. There's a lot of great things happening in rural America. Yeah, you really hit something that I'm very passionate about. I always make the point that somewhere in rural America, somebody, some communities figured out a solution that I can use. And I think it's true. But to your point, unless you have networks like Rural Rise, that community in, you know, Montana may not know that there's a community in Maine and South Carolina that have really created a solution that might work for them. And we need a way to get that communication working so that folks can tap into what others have innovated on, the creativity that they've brought to the table. I think it's hugely important and have always kind of seen rural rise as that infrastructure that allows us to network with each other in a way that we couldn't before. Fair? Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that that is our mission. That's what we want to do. That is exactly what we do is amplify the people that are working on the ground or great organizations that are working in rural. Don, I'll throw one more thing in there too. The, one of the things that I didn't mention is that I've been part of the diversity and inclusion working group for Rural Rise since that first summit. And one of the things that I've always really appreciated is Rural Rise's commitment to what Delgines calls JEDI, the Justice, Equity, Diversity, Inclusion. And it's been really, really neat to see that and to see how DNI work shows up all across our country and in rural areas, especially where people might not think that it's so important, but it really is. Absolutely. And from purely a kind of a self-serving standpoint, we find that so much of our entrepreneurial energy is catalyzed by the diversity in our community. A while back, we did a webinar with you all and I shared the org story and, you know, the comment that most of that new entrepreneurial deal flow has come from people in the community who 10 years ago would not have been supported by the community. And so it's really this, don't you agree, this untapped resource that if we'll embrace the full diversity and talent of our community, we can get a lot more done? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And from the very beginning, we've been very inclusive and we've been a welcoming space for everyone in rural. Like if you have any interest in rural, please join us. Whether you're an entrepreneur, you're an ecosystem builder, where you're with a government agency whatever your role may be, or you may just be interested in rural and want to make a change. I mean, everyone is welcome in, in our communities. So Tina, share a little bit about who belongs to Rural Rise right now. And I realize you can't go through the whole list, but you've kind of touched on some of the types of groups, but a little more on what does the network look like today as we get ready for the summit coming up in Imperoria in September? Sure, absolutely. Uh, One of the things that we really, again, it's anyone interested in rural. So we have a lot of, we may have a small town mayor. We have mayors. We have people in chambers of commerce, people working in nonprofit and ecosystem building. We have government agencies, whether they're local, state, federal, whatever that may be. A lot of educational institutions as well, you know, whether it's community colleges, university, 
and they may or may not be working with an incubator or startup space. So it really, it really runs the gamut of a lot of different organizations and people. But the basis is, you know, we're moving to move rural entrepreneurship, you know, forward. But we're also, it's all five facets of rural life. You know, one of the things that we're really concentrated on the last year or so, and we've kind of have a break, another sister organization, Rural Rise Tech. And that is that broadband issue. And it's especially hit home during the pandemic. You know, in rural communities, life stopped. We know it did. It's like we've always had an issue with affordable and accessible broadband in some issues, in some areas of, of rural America. When the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of uh, small businesses completely closed I and mean, there was not an option. Healthcare was an issue. Education, all of those things become really a barrier and it stopped a lot of people, a lot of businesses. So we're really trying to work with that rural broadband piece and move that forward and put that into the forefront because it is so important, the connectivity and, and highlighting that. It's, it's everything, you know, a small business we need. And it gets back to the diversity and inclusion as well. Every entrepreneur should have a level playing field. Whatever your background, wherever you live, wherever you are, you should start with a level playing field. That is the correct way to do things. And that's what we're striving for. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what, what the geography you are, you should have that level playing field. And part of that is that broadband internet access because you have to be able to market, to, to you know, do all those things. But that's another story. But, you know, we are very passionate about that broadband, as you can tell. <laughs> no, well, absolutely. And the fact is you can't have a vibrant entrepreneurial ecosystem today unless you do have broadband. I mean, absolutely. it's just it's just one of those fundamentals. And where you don't have it, you have a disadvantage that's unfair. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. Now, you all mentioned the Kauffman Foundation. We love the Kauffman Foundation. Our center was, we always claim Kauffman and the Rural Policy Research Institute as our two parents many, many years ago. So, Jessica, share a little more about how the Kauffman Foundation has been a partner in Rural Rise from the beginning and even to today. Yeah, so Kauffman was a sponsor of the first Rural Rise Summit in Canaan Valley, and it has really just continued to support Rural Rise throughout the years. They have, and Tina, you can correct me here if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like they have supplied speakers for summits. You know, we can tap into their resources. They've just been, we're so super appreciative of the connection with them and all of, I mean, honestly, all of our other partner organizations as well. But Kaufman has definitely been a, a piece from, from the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's pivot a little bit. And Tina, one of the things Rural Rise does is you host a number of events. You were kind enough to have me a guest not too long ago. So share a little bit about the kinds of events, opportunities for folks to network and learn from each other. Give a bit of an overview of what those opportunities are. We, of course, will be sharing your website where people can go and learn more about upcoming events and opportunities. But let our listeners know a little bit about the various avenues people can connect through Rural Rise. Sure. As you said, we do have a monthly speaker series. It's the third Thursday of every month. It's at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's more information on our website. 
And that is kind of just as you came to share your story and what you were able to do in Nebraska. We generally have every month, we have a speaker that has worked in entrepreneurship or they have a program or resource that they want to share with the rural community. So we have that. And it's, as you notice, it's very informal. It is via Zoom. It's virtual. We've been virtual. We were virtual before the pandemic, just so that we're able to share everything. So we kind of chat, we have a speaker for 20 minutes, and then we chat, we ask that question and answer session. And as you probably noticed, we had some really good questions for working in rural communities. These are the boots on the grounds. They want to know, they want to know specifics, like, well, how did you do that? Like, what's our challenges? And every speaker has just been amazing, just like you, as explaining things and then doing follow-up, which has been so important because we do have that follow-up. And I'm sure you'll be getting emails and things like that from people that have additional questions. So every month we have this speaker series that brings a resource or program for rural America. We also have a community. We do a newsletter, which Jessica is now doing. It's, It's a resource for people. If you have a program in rural America, you would like for us to help get it out, send it to us and we'll help get that information out. We're also doing some blogs and we're really going to concentrate more on some blogging coming up and really getting those stories more personalized and out there to the people, starting the first series on broadband. Again, going back to that broadband piece and getting that information out. We also have, which we haven't been having, we've been planning to come to Emporia, Kansas for a few (laughs) years now, as everyone I'm sure that's listening has planned something for the last few years, but we have had an in-person conference, an annual in-person conference, and that started in Canaan Valley in West Virginia. We were in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and now we're going to Emporia, Kansas. And it's extremely important for us that we do do rural communities where, so there is some, maybe some travel involved, but we want people to experience that rural community. We also want people to understand, you know, that it's not extremely, always extremely easy to get to that rural community, the struggles that they may face and the challenges and also the great things. You know, Canaan Valley was our first one. It was about two and a half. We really pushed people that time. It was like two and two and a half hours from the nearest airport. And for the last hour, there was like no cell phone service. When I was telling everyone this, I'm like, what? How can we get there? You know, I'm like, this is rural life. So you're going to be inconvenienced for an hour, but many people are living there and that's, this is how we live. So, and then Pine Bluff, amazing partner with Mildred there in Pine Bluff. And it was so exciting. And Jessica, you can add to this as well to see the enthusiasm around when we brought this entrepreneurship message to this town who, you know, they're up and coming. So they're at a different stage of entrepreneurship. They were really, and we were the first ones, I think that used the convention center for a few years and to walk around that downtown and see all the things that is happening and that have changed in the last few years because of entrepreneurship. So we're extremely excited to go to Emporia because the Main Street is, I'm really excited to see all the amazing things that they have done on Main Street, the programs that they're doing on Main Street for economic development in there. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what we do. Jessica, did I miss anything? And just a general networking. Well, just for our listeners, those of you who may be thinking about coming and you're looking at flying in because you're not close enough to drive, pretty easy flights into Kansas City International Airport. So, and then, you know, it's a reasonable drive from there to Emporia. So now Emporia is rural, but 
you've got ways to get there. So Jessica, what I'd like to do is maybe drill down a bit more on the blog and the newsletter and how people can sign up for those, those two new resources that you guys are scaling up right now. Yeah, absolutely. And before we do that, I will say, so I have a six-month-old daughter right now, and I'm not going to be able, sadly, to go in person to Emporia, but we are planning to have a virtual aspect. So if you can't make it, but you really want to be a part of it, like come hang out. I'll be there running, helping to run the virtual part. So come out, hang out with me and we'll still, we'll, we're doing what we can to make sure that people who, who just can't make it for whatever reason, come if you can, because, you know, in-person is magic having been to the last two in-person events, but it's still like come be part. And then throughout the year, so we have the website, there are a couple of different places. So I think on the main page of the website, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there is a little box where you can put your name and your email address. You sign up there and you're signed up for our mailing list. And that means you'll get meeting reminders. You'll get the newsletters where we do recaps of the speaker series. We let people know ahead of time, you know, who's coming, what they're going to be talking about. Like Tina said, we share resources from our community. If, you know, if there's anything coming up, we have a section down in the bottom that's like, these are all the things that are going on. We also have, if you weren't aware, they're still fairly small at this point, but we have a Facebook group and we have a LinkedIn group where people can come and hang out and have conversations. And we're working on growing both of those communities. We have also a presence on Twitter. So come and, you know, if you're on Twitter, have conversations with us and share resources. And like I said, we're working on building all of those pieces did I answer all of your questions, Don? You did great. And I just want to double down on one point. I think one of the neat things about Rural Rise is this is a way also not just to learn, but to share. And part of the power is if you've built a really interesting strategy, maybe working with young people who want to come and stay in their hometown and pursue a business venture this is a great place. So I, I just would encourage our listeners to not be shy. If you're doing something that's neat and innovative, share it because that's what really enriches the dialogue is when we're willing to talk about the things we're doing that might connect to somebody else and help them take that next step in their journey and building a, a stronger economy and a community through entrepreneurship. So just wanted to double down on that point that you made because all of these vehicles are there for sharing and learning. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the Emporia Gathering. It's September 28th through the 30th, again, in eastern Kansas. And Tina, you want to share a little bit about what the agenda is? How are those three days going to be filled up? Sure. And kind of building on your point, one of the important things we've always stressed about Rural Rise is the networking. It's hard work. You know, ecosystem and entrepreneurship work, it's hard work in rural communities. It, re it really, truly is, especially for those people that are, that are on the ground working. So it's a really a good chance to meet other people that are doing the same work that you're doing, that are working really hard. And, and it's a really good chance to make new friends and, and, you know, to really learn from each other, as we've stressed. So our days, that first half day is really going to be Drilling down into some really specific programs, it's going to be longer sessions. It's going to be RCAP and, and Kaufman are going to be doing business. They're going to be doing a program that's more, it's going to be a few hours long. We're also, at the same time, consecutively, we're going to do a discussion about broadband. 
we have a white paper that's going to be released very shortly, actually, maybe released by, by the time your listeners hear this. And we're going to discuss that. What are some of the next steps? How can we get affordable and accessible broadband deployed into rural communities? Because there are a lot of questions right now, especially with all the federal funding and the different acts that are, are getting passed. So there's a lot of questions. So kind of concentrate on that. The next day and a half, kind of back to our roots, we're going to have a panel discussion And then we're going to follow that by a question and answer session, which sounds pretty standard, but then we're going to follow it by a table discussion. And we're going to really take a topic, whatever it may be, whether it's Main Street communities, our kind of our underlying theme this year is entrepreneurship and economic development. We know the importance, but let's really dive into that, like how important entrepreneurship is and how we can show that impact in economic development. So we're going to have a tabletop discussion and we're going to capture those things because I am sure if you have people at a table, they're going to have a new idea or they're doing something that no one else has ever thought of, or they've came across something that they don't know how to to face, but maybe someone else has. So it's really, again, that networking and interconnectivity of rural America. So that's going to be our day. We're going to end the first day with a tour of Emporia. And we're also going to do some food trucks, you know, get a taste of Emporia. So we're super excited for all the days. It's, again, concentrating on learning about entrepreneurship and economic development and just a lot of different facets of rural entrepreneurship, rural life in general, and be very interactive. We have uh, Federal Reserve will be coming and talking about Del Gines has a panel talking about some of the chapters from their book. I think you're going to be, Don will not be here. I'd like to call him out on this. (laughs) So he's not, but he will be there in video. We got him earlier. So he's okay, Don. (laughs) Well, my only excuse is my wife and I will be in the Rocky Mountains on some leave about then. And so not much of an excuse, but trust me, we'll be having a good time. Otherwise, I would love to be in Emporia. I know you would. I'm just teasing. I know you would. So we have great partners like you all, and we have uh, Corey, we have Rural Lisk, Heartland Forward, I'm sure I'm forgetting ARC. We have a lot of different people that are presenting what they are working on. We really, really, this is the goal, is to have attendees leave with not only connections, resources, and programming. They're going to go home to their communities, and we want them to have something that they can go to work with. Absolutely. And so, Jessica, I assume folks can register not only for the in-person event, but also if they want to connect remotely through your activity, where do they go to get registered? Yeah, so ruralres.org or the Twitter or, you know, wherever we are, we will have registration links and links to the place where you can register. We're partnered with the Economic Impact Catalyst through Startup Space. And they are the sort of the platform behind our registration process. And what will be extra fun is that that will continue throughout the year. So an additional networking opportunity is that people who come to the summit will be able to to have access to a virtual space where they'll have all sorts of resources. They'll be able to connect with other attendees. I believe we'll also open it up to the broader Rural Rise community after the summit is over. So just more chances to connect and to share stories. And like Tina said, to be able to have actionable things that you can take and share with your communities and try out. So ruralrise.org 
or you know wherever you can find us will point you in the right direction for registration info. And the, both the in-person and the virtual are there as well as we have a pay it forward option. So if either you can't make it or your organization has a little extra money or you as a person, you're like, hey, I'd really love to support a rural entrepreneur or ecosystem builder to come and you know do this thing, that is also an option as well. Great. Well, we've got to think about maybe providing some scholarships. So we'll talk to you guys about that because it's important. And again, it's real easy. If you just put into your web search, Rural Rise, it'll pop up. You'll see the website and you can you can navigate. Well, we are at that point where we need to wrap up, but I've got one final question. And I ask a lot of my guests this question, that if you were talking to somebody in another rural community, why would you or what would be your argument to pursue entrepreneurship as a way to grow a stronger economy, a stronger community. And so, Tana, what one piece of advice would you give as to why people should care about this? Well, this is a very long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and we're going to have to ask you to keep it your best point. Okay, the best point. I think, you know, entrepreneurship, it is really the building blocks. It is the foundation of many communities, you know. Foundation entrepreneurs, whether it's your plumbers, your HVAC people, your contractors, you know, the restaurants, that builds your community, that builds your way of life, your importance of place. And that all leads to economic development in your community. So that's it in a nutshell. I mean, it is so important. It's not only for that economic development piece, it's for the community. It's for, you know, a better quality of life. It, it truly is in rural communities. Absolutely. Jessica, what advice would you give? What would be your argument? So I went back. Listeners may know if you were at the first Rural Rise Summit, there was actually an application to get into the first summit. And I went back and dug through my answers because it sparked. I was like, oh, I was like, I actually I remember the answer that I wrote for this. So what I wrote back then, and I still believe this, is I believe that entrepreneurs are the future and that entrepreneurial ecosystem shouldn't be limited to the Silicon Valleys of the world. Every day, there's a chance that the next Steve Jobs, the next big startup founder, will end up living a small life, their entrepreneurial dreams crushed because they grew up in Appalachia or rural elsewhere and didn't realize they had the ability to change the world. Ah, uh, that's Excellent. great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I bet you got accepted, right? I did. There's no escaping us. <laughs> well, Tina, Jessica, thank you for being my guest today. Well, thank you. Thank you, Don. So, folks, as we wrap up, let me share with you some of the resources. First, I want to start with some of the resources about rural entrepreneurship that you can get from us. In addition to the ruralrise.org website, go to energizingentrepreneurs.org. That's where you can access a whole set of resources. Join our National Practitioners Network, NE2 University resources, and of course, we're collaborating with Rural Rise. We want to make all of these resources universally accessible to all folks. You can sign up for our newsletter, and of course, you can get information on our Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. For this site, and we'll be dropping some information about Rural Rise, how you can join Rural Rise, and of course, we'll be promoting the September 
Emporia, Kansas, Rural Rise Summit. And then it sounds like, Tina, you'll have the white paper on broadband and we can maybe distribute that out through our network when it becomes published as well. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That'd be great. You bet. Well, again, folks, thanks for joining me. And to all of those who are part of our podcast, thank you for your efforts to grow a stronger rural America, one community at a time. Thanks and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. Head on over to energizingentrepreneurs.org where you can subscribe to this podcast and tap into more than 25 years of field experience from E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems. I'm Don Mackey, and I'll see you next time on Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. Mm-hmm.